Hi, love. Welcome to the Money, Sex, Power podcast. I'm your host, Denitha Doe. In this podcast, I explore the intersection of money, sex, and power. I unpack what it means to be a wealthy woman. She's a fully embodied woman, an untamed, wild woman, a free woman, a woman fully in her joy, a woman fully in her power. During this season, I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing the strategies I get to my clients to achieve financial and personal success. Be sure to stay till the end of the episode because I share a journal prompt to guide you through an exercise of unpacking how your bedroom life impacts your boardroom success. For those new to my work, I'm the founder of Money and Mimosas, a personal finance brand spreading hope, peace, and abundance. I've been working with private clients since 2013. I'm an expert media source for outlets, including Fortune, Time, Fast Company, and NBC. The Wall Street Journal says I'm a personal finance expert, and my private clients say they wish they had found me sooner. This episode will go live under the full moon in Libra. It's also known as the pink moon. The name pink moon comes from the early springtime bloom of a wildflower commonly known as moss pink. For those of us in the Western Hemisphere, it is the first full moon of the spring season. Full moons are an auspicious time when the bright light from the moon shines on the unconscious. It's a time of bringing awareness to an area of your life that needs healing. Energetic healing is a necessary component of creating space for abundance. Libra is the sign of balance. It's often associated with beauty. This full moon in Libra can be a beautiful time to heal a wound that has been causing an imbalance in your life, which is exactly what we did with my client, Brandy. We worked on healing her mother wound to rebalance her tendency to be a martyr. A martyr sacrifices their own needs to give to others, which, as you can imagine, is not good for your bank account. In this episode, I'll share the work Brandy and I did during her one-on-one sessions to heal this wound. Two quick things before I dive into this episode. I do change my clients' names to protect their identities. Also, as a quick disclaimer, these episodes are meant for educational purposes and not as financial or other professional advice for your situation. Alrighty, with that stated, let's get into it. I met Brandy through the Money and Mimosas newsletter. I've been sending out a weekly newsletter for almost 10 years. You can sign up for it over at moneyandmimosas.com. She had heard of Money and Mimosas through a friend, then signed up for the newsletter, liked what I had to say in the newsletters, and emailed me looking for a financial coach. During our initial call, I immediately sensed Brandy had blocks in her solar plexus chakra. Chakras are our energy centers in the body. Just like we have a respiratory system, we also have an energy system. If there are blocks in your respiratory system, you're going to have challenges. Same with your energy system. If there are blocks in your energy system, system, your energy centers, you will experience challenges in various aspects of your life. The solar plexus chakra is the yellow chakra. It governs personal power and self-confidence. When this chakra is blocked, it can cause bloating and digestive issues, 
When it comes to money, sex, and power, it can lead to issues with debt, challenges with orgasms, and diminished self-confidence. In Brandy's case, she had $35,000 in credit card debt, had never had an orgasm. She was in her late 30s when we started working together and low self-esteem. When we first started working together, Brandy was doing freelance web design work. She was earning about $60,000 a year in gross revenue. Also, though, her monthly revenue was inconsistent. Some months she would do $10,000 in sales and in other months it could be $2,500 or less. When Brandy decided to work with me, her goal was to generate at least $100,000 in sales in one year. She wanted to cross that exciting six-figure business owner threshold. Now, after our work together, Brandy pays herself a salary of $110,000. So she's paying herself a salary more than what her initial goal was for the entire business. She's paying herself more than the revenue goal she had set for her business. She also paid off $35,000 in debts within two years and grew her team to three full-time employees. How do we do it? Well, it took math and magic. I'll start with the math part and then we'll move to the magic. The first issue we needed to address was Brandy's overall business offering. As a website designer, she was maxed out on the number of clients she could work with, but she still wasn't making a ton of money. So she had essentially manufactured her own glass ceiling. There are two ways to fix this, either increase your prices or adjust your offerings. We decided to do the latter in Brandy's case because after reviewing her astrology reading, it was clear to me that she was more of a branding strategist rather than a web designer. So we pivoted Brandy's business from web design to offering brand strategy. We also tweaked her target audience. Previously, Brandy's clientele were solopreneurs, other freelancers, which are fun, but Brandy couldn't charge top dollar in this market. So we adjusted her clientele to serve VC-backed early stage startups that needed a brand refresh. Then we redesigned Brandy's Moneymaker. I've talked about moneymakers in the previous episodes. A moneymaker is your signature offering. It's your North Star, and it's key to differentiating yourself in the marketplace. Previously, Brandy's signature offering was designing a website. So she had a signature offering before working with me. But since we pivoted the business, we also pivoted her moneymaker. So now her signature offering was a brand refresh that included web design, but also a more in-depth brand strategy and follow through. The second issue we needed to address was Brandy's martyrdom. Brandy was self-sabotaging her success by being a martyr in her business. In her case, this looked like wearing all the hats in her business. She did everything for the business. She needed to level up and hire a part-time assistant for administrative tasks and a part-time designer to support client requests. This was a leap for Brandy because she had just invested a substantial amount of money to work with me, and now she needed to hire more people. But that's the name of the game. If you truly want to be a wealthy woman, a woman fully in her power knows that she needs to bet on herself. Spending money and hiring support is a powerful way to communicate to the universe that you're fully ready to receive your abundance. 
So that was the math stuff. We pivoted Brandy's business, adjusted her target audience, designed a signature offering, and leveled up her company from a one-woman show to a boss handling her business. Of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that the math part is only part of the process. There's also magic. In Brandy's case, we needed to peel back the layers of her martyrdom. Why does she feel she has to do all the things and be all the things? And why does she lack self-confidence? Brandy's energetic imbalance stems from her mother wounds. The mother wound is trauma passed down through the generations from mother to daughter. Brandy's mom always put other people first at the detriment of her own needs. Brandy's mom also did all the things. She cleaned the house. She washed the dishes. She washed the clothes. And she rarely allowed herself to receive support or any type of abundance. And through her actions, Brandy's mom taught Brandy to do the same. This was a pattern in Brandy's family where the women were always expected to take care of everyone else. A lot of it stemmed from the Christian upbringing. Interestingly, though, Brandy thought she had healed from the Christianity brainwashing of martyrdom. Brandy had fully embraced nature-based spirituality and witchcraft by the time we started working together. And so she thought the Christian conditioning was gone, but it wasn't. There were dormant residual effects of the Christian conditioning, and it was showing up in her business and in her bedroom life. Hence, this was part of the reason why she had never experienced an orgasm. It was hard for her to fully receive pleasure. To work through this, we did several abundant mindset exercises and energetic experiments. Since this is the Money Sex Power podcast, I'll share how we incorporated Brandy's sex life into our work. My recommendation to Brandy was to ask her husband to eat her out without anything in return from Brandy. Brandy was very uncomfortable with this form of pleasure. In fact, I think they may have only done it a couple of times over the course of their entire relationship. So having her husband go down on her was a big step. The second big step was that Brandy was not allowed to return the favor. Once Brandy had an orgasm or felt fully satisfied, she didn't have to have an orgasm because, again, she hadn't had one before, so this was a big deal. But once Brandy felt fully satisfied, she could watch her husband masturbate. This was definitely uncomfortable for Brandy. She initially thought it was rude and selfish, which, sure, maybe not rude, but certainly selfish. And I do want to point out here that when I make recommendations such as this to clients, they are recommendations. My recommendation was coached in the fact that Brandy and her husband needed to have a conversation about this. They are the ones in the romantic relationship. So Brandy brought this recommendation to her husband to have a conversation. It wasn't me dictating to Brandy, this is what you must do. It was I shared this recommendation. Brandy brought it to her husband. They had a conversation and her husband was completely on board, was super excited. At least that's what Brandy relayed to me. And they both ended up really enjoying this process because what Brandy learned was that it wasn't rude or selfish necessarily, that 
she actually found that her husband enjoyed this. What she learned was that her husband took immense pleasure in seeing Brandy come. In fact, he loved this game. And it didn't take long for him to climax from masturbating after he was done eating her out because he was so turned on by the process. Brandy then also learned to love the game as well. So for Brandy, the sexual exercise was a way for her to start to heal her sacral chakra, her personal power center. In doing so, she began to energetically shift out of martyrdom. The practice taught her that it was okay to receive pleasure and that she didn't have to give or return the favor. This energetic shift beautifully translated into her business. I checked in with Brandy after our work together, and as I shared earlier, her business is thriving. When Brandy decided to work with me, her goal was to generate at least $100,000 in sales in one year. Now, after our work together, Brandy pays herself a salary of $110,000, and she paid off $35,000 in credit card debt and grew her business, her team, to three full-time employees. And that concludes today's episode. As always, at the end of the episode, I share a journal prompt. Today's journal prompt is, can you relate to Brandy's need to give to others before taking care of herself? How have you played a martyr in your own life? Leave me a comment over on Substack. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and share this episode with a girlfriend. A new episode drops every new and full moon. Until next time.